there it is, ladies and gents. It's Monday. We're back at it, and we got some funky sound to be playing with today. So here what? we go. Wow. That was something. Oh. Oops. I hit the wrong button there. Look at that live show. Womp womp. Shut, Shut up, up and sit down. down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Oh man. All right, Ham, let's see. Let's do this thing, dude. Let's I, I got to say, we are we are learning some stuff about live shows today. But all right, all you business pros out there, before we jump into the show, a quick reminder, as always, please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, drop a review, help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show We'd love to have you on. Learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz. Schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody. We're so excited excited and honored, as always, to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business, Bro- Business Bros Pod. Okay, okay. Personal story here. My partner does this thing where every year she gives something up. A couple of years ago, it was Skittles. Last year, it was baked goods. This year, it's chocolate. With the exception of responsibly sourced chocolate. So this is really convenient. Our guest today is changing the chocolate game by providing organic and ethically sourced chocolate treats to the world. Our guest knows that money isn't the mission. It's impact. And he's making his impact felt. He is a leader, a dad, and a husband, though not always in that order. And he's a bootstrapping expert. He's been at the epicenter of a company with explosive growth, blowing up from zero to 15 stores in just six months. After that monumental success, he went on to develop sales teams and leaders. And then in 2019, founded a company providing delicious chocolate to health-conscious families looking for a treat with no junky additives. Now, he's made some bold moves in his life, but this is by far his most wicked smart one. Joining us today from Wicked Bold Chocolate out of Flower Mound, Texas, welcome to the show, Derek Cahill! Let's go. That's as close to Hollywood as I'm ever going to get. We're right, dude. It was. Would you would you say it was bold? That was pretty bold. <laughs> pretty, pretty bold. <laughs> all right, all right. Look, uh, ladies and gents, I I, I want to first of all apologize to Derek because uh, it feels like we're doing a rookie thing here today. But it is episode seven hundred and eleven, and if you guys know anything about us, is we're always pushing the envelope. We're always gonna try something a little different, try something a little new. Got some sounds here, right? Yes, <laughs> laugh. So that way I sound a little bit funnier when I'm actually not very funny. But anyways, uh, we're going to do a little bit. <laughs> well, there's uh, a laugh track right there. That, that was a laugh track right there when I'm yeah. not funny. All right. We're going to try something a little bit different on today's episode. It's going to be your typical business bros episode. We're going to hear a lot about what Derek's going on, what Derek has going on with chocolate. Because let's face it, chocolate sweet. It's going to work out that way. But we're going to do, we're going to add a score to our show. So let's see how it pans out. Derek already said he's down. So Derek, welcome to the program, man. Thanks a lot, brother man. Happy to be here. And it's All funny right. enough, 7-Eleven, episode 7-Eleven, 
we're gonna be in 7-eleven soon no way yeah nice yeah i mean they don't know it yet but we're coming yes (laughs) (laughs) where's that laugh track there it is there it is there it is it's there you guys are gonna keep up yeah, we're gonna have yep. to keep up. All right, here we go. Here we go. Let's let's start off with the uh, the traditional thing. We want to know how you got into this space, right? The very beginning, the epic journey, the the start to something. So let's go with a let's go with a fairy tale theme. Tell me about how you got started. Love that man. Yeah. So uh, chocolate's so random with like how we ended up in the chocolate space. I've started a bunch of different companies, and from a mindset perspective, think I can do anything. So my wife couldn't find chocolate that didn't have junky additives in it. She loves chocolate. I love starting businesses. Boom, the spark hit, and uh, the rest is history, man. That was actually back in like 2016 when we decided to make chocolate. The uh, the first batch we made was absolute shit. Uh, <laughs> put it put it away for a couple of years, and when we moved to Texas, we bought a machine, picked it back up, man, and the rest has been history. Dude, chocolate business. It kind of sounds like Willy Wonka, bro. Right? Like, I, okay, so you got into it. You know, some people start things and they, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, they taste a few things here and there. You stuck to it, though. Like, what, why? What, what, what about it? Like, just kind of hooked you and kept you going. <clears throat> well, it's, it's, this is the first, like, consumer business that I ever started. The rest of them were, like, B2B. I'd start, like, tech support companies. This one, we were making chocolate and actually giving them to people and people tried them. And it's a different it's a different vibe, dude, when people taste something that you created and they're like, damn, that was delicious. So like mm. the businesses that I've started like trained me for where we're at now and started to like help me celebrate the small wins. So like little, you know, little bit by bit, people saying that was dope. Going to the first farmer's market and actually having like a $300 day inventing money was like, why not keep going? Right. So like we didn't raise any money. We've, we've still not raised any money, although we have a little campaign running right now. So just like the baby steps that we've taken over the last two years have gotten us to where we are right now. And I'm no quitter. Nah, dude, it sounds epic. I'm telling you, this, the, every story you say, every story we have now, just add a little bit of soundtrack and it sounds even more like, dude, it just opened up. The skies opened up and all of a sudden you, you stuck to it. Okay, so chocolate is a saturated market. I don't know if anybody's ever told you this, but there are a lot of different uh, impulse items that are sitting at the end of the grocery store. And many of them are chocolate based. How did you expect to compete? Like what, why, you know, why go into a space that's super saturated? Yeah, dude, I love that. Uh, And maybe this is a little bit of like my simple brain, but that stuff doesn't bug me a lot. Because when I look at what some of these chocolate companies are doing, they just, they don't have one key element, my man. That's that's this guy. And that's mm. the family that we have, right? So we we looked into all those chocolate companies. And we have a couple of favorites, but by far, dude, listen, we're not attacking this like bean to bar space. We make bean to bar chocolate. We ethically source. We keep it simple. But like we're coming at this from like a raw and authentic perspective. Like our family brands behind it. Live life to the boldest. We're not in here trying to make candy bars. We're in here trying to make food and sustaining like wellness. Uh, movements and you know in the world man like we want to become a huge vegan based brand that's why we are launching our vegan restaurant next month um we got things that are in the pipeline that transcend chocolate and when you see this on the shelves my man this is going to look way different than anything else that you can get Mm. all right so let's 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 dig into the lifestyle, the boldness that you're talking about there. You know, when when people get into business, they become their business in the sense that I think their business like overruns them. They they start focusing on the numbers, they start focusing on the marketing campaign. The way I sense it coming from you, it's like 
you, it's like the business came and got into your life. You didn't go and get into the business's life. Tell me what it's like living a bold lifestyle. Like what you just described right now, where, you know, this is how we operate. This is what, and it's not just the brand that you wear. There's more to being bold. Yeah, man. It's a, uh, it's a good question. And you hit it spot on, dude. Like we are the brand and the brand is us. And that's what I love so much about this one. Cause I've been on the other side of it where you start a business. And I remember I started a tech support company called Zimni. It had a smiley face in the logo and like everything was behind the scenes. This one is like, it's so easy to run this business because it's literally just being me and my wife and my kids like just be bold. I'm a jumper, dude. Like I'm a risk taker. My wife is a risk taker. We just live boldly. So when we're thinking about like the marketing campaigns, it's literally like, what would we say to each other? Or what advice would I give this person to go start a business? And then now that influences the direction of the company. Mm. So how long have you guys been doing this? And where are you at today? So we've been doing this for about two years. Uh, we are in 35 stores right now. We just picked up a regional grocery chain in Texas called uh, uh, Central Market. They have 10 stores owned by a gigantic grocery chain called HEB. That's that's incredible. And talking to them for a while, and we might get in there this year. Um, and then with our with our store that we're about to open up, man, we're we're slaying it right now, dude. Well, all all engines are go this year. How long have you been doing it? Uh, if if you want to get te- like technically we're 18 months like from LLC to today but when we really started to dedicate time energy and resources to this like it was well after covid where we reconfigured we're probably about almost a year into like real diving in dude okay 35 stores like it, it, okay you got to take me back here because not everybody gets into retail locations right away. It's a, it's a process to develop your product, to get it, the the packaging correct, to get it uh, even on anybody to even consider it under shelf space. Walk me through the last 18 months. Like what was it that got you to that space as fast as you've done it? I don't want to be like cliche, man, but I'm telling you right now it's hustle. Like when we first started, you know, I think everyone else does it ass backwards. Like they'll go get the fire packaging, they'll get the fire marketing team and they'll put together their message and then they'll make the product and start trying to go get it. We do it the other way. We made fire chocolate. We were in like clamshell packaging for a while. Like no, like no, and we had ghetto stickers on it and slowly but surely, man, every step of the way, our packaging got a little bit better and a little bit better. And then people from stores started asking us, can I carry this? So our first couple stores were actually in where we make it, which was a coffee shop. And uh, where we are now, dude, like in November, October, November of 2021, we pulled the trigger and got these packaging made, which is like the, you know, FDA compliant with the ingredient label on the back, dude. And it's just been like a funnel, but it's been nonstop hustle, like just reaching out to people. We had a um, touch of modern campaign. It took me a year with touch of modern. I'm t- like over a hundred emails back and forth and they told me no, like 10 times. And I just, I was like, well, that's not going to, that's just not okay. So I hit them up, hit them up and I'm up and uh, late mid, mid, late November, they ran us on their site. We sold 600 bags of chocolate in like 48 hours. Dude. Okay. So when you're selling chocolate now, are you looking at direct to consumer? Like, are you going uh, through like Amazon or different places like that? Going direct to consumer? Is that a bulk of your sales or are you like happy with the retail locations and maybe some of these other spots that are, are that already have the customer base? 
No, so we're direct to consumer on our website. We don't have an Amazon presence. Um, so we're pretty much right through our website. And then we have a couple of online retailers like GTFO, it's vegan carries us. They're a United States distributor. Um, we have a great partnership with a local company as well. Um, farm box delivery, and then one more with plant baked grocers. So we have a few online destinations, but our wholesale is definitely the, the bulk of our orders. I don't know if we'll ever leave direct to consumer because it's such a I love that connection, man. That's one of the things that I've surprisingly loved the most is the ability to like write notes to people or like connect with people on Instagram that can buy directly from us or just engage with the brand. I don't want to be one of those companies that lives behind the logo and like my corporate response team responds as the company. It's like, we're like right out there front and center, man. And I want to be a people company, not just someone that makes chocolate for a, for a profit. So when you talk about being there for the consumer and you talk about putting in the work and you, you describe a couple of those things about hustle, what does that actually mean? Like, you know, are you the one answering on your social media? Does that mean you're the one reaching out for these campaigns? Does it mean you're the one going out door to door, knocking on these retail locations? What do those things mean when you say we're the hustle, we do the work? Yes, to all of that. Uh, dude, we're a, we're a small, nimble team, man. It's me, my wife, and uh, my cousin Erica, who's our who helps wait, us. Wait, wait. I saw the kids are tasters. Yeah, that's true. We got senior vice president of tasters, Ophelia and Landon. But uh, no, man. I mean, this is this is like my life's work. Is like let's zoom out of Wicked Bold for a second. Like my life's work, and I feel like I'm. It's so cool. It's almost like existential because I feel like I'm in the middle of my life's work, which is like just proving that you can make it happen if you just refuse to give up. Now, I'm not saying every idea works, right? There is going to be some shit ideas. I've had bad ideas. I'm going to have more bad ideas. But this is one, man, I feel it in my bones that this is the one that's going to that, that's pick this up and we're going to make a big impact. But it's me, my wife, my cousin Erica. All of our own money has been gone into this. And like we put a ton of investment into this company in the last like three to six months. Um, and the sky's the limit, my man. It's just, it's just we're moving and... No one's going to make it happen for you. That's, I guess that's the moral of the story. Like if, if I'm going to make it happen, it's going to be for me. I'm not a nine to five guy. I'm not a corporate guy. I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur. So in the, in the lieu of having millions of dollars or a trust fund, the only way I'm going to make it happen is, is to get out there and make it happen. It sounded way more epic with music. I'm just saying, right? I'm I love just it. saying. I only hear it a little bit, so I hope on the other side it's just like da 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 da. <laughs> I want to make sure I can hear what you're saying too. That's why. No, dude. You know the the whole idea of blood, sweat, and tears. Um, I think that that is is something that most entrepreneur entrepreneurs look forward to. They understand that it's going to be a grind. They understand that it's going to be a hustle. Uh, but there's always got to be light at the end of the tunnel. There's got to be something that they're going towards, some metric that they're that they're trying to reach that kind of defines, yes, I am on the right path. Uh, what, what kind of metrics or goals are you placing in front of you to, to show you that in the last 18 months, I, I'm, I'm at where I'm supposed to be or I'm exceeding where I'm supposed to be? Small wins, man, like every day. Right. Like um, in January and February alone, our revenues beat what we did in 2021. So that that was a huge indicator from just a monetary perspective. But honestly, dude, the things that like really gas me up are when people reach out unsolicited and just be like, this is the best shit I've ever tasted. Or like when with our uh, with our community of wicked bold people that help support us from like a posting and, and, and all that, like they lean into our brand and like that just tells me spot on like we're on the right journey. Those little indicators, the Dallas News picking us up for a story, Veg News picking us up for a story. You can't beat it, man. And you can't overlook it either. Because if I had my eyes set on a million dollar revenue, I'd feel like a loser every day. 
but mm. I'm not even looking at revenue right now, man. I'm looking at like, are our baby steps taking us in the right direction? And every day the answer is yes. What about your kids? Right, like you know, here's my example. There's so I, I teach high school, and I know that um, for the most part, a lot of what they're getting in education is a disservice to what they're going to do in real life. It doesn't transfer. It doesn't apply, right? And so it, it's frustrating on that sense. They're not actually my kids, but I kind I kind of try to bring into the classroom the stuff that I do in real life, the people that I talk to, the experiences that I have. Your kids are seeing, uh, you know, mom and dad be entrepreneurs. Mom and dad risk everything. Mom and dad go through struggles. Mom and dad go through cash flow issues. They're seeing mom and dad be excited. Mom and dad be frustrated. Mom and dad doing all these different things. Um, how do you think that's affecting your kids and as a result, kind of your team and your culture? I think all I can do is hope that it's it's going to, you know, have them come out the other side okay. I mean, I think we both do our best. I'm by zero means a parental expert, um, you know, but I have to imagine the stuff that they look for is probably annoying sometimes, you know, that like we're actually I saw, I saw a text message my son sent the other day to one of his friends that said like, oh, my parents are making chocolate for their business. It's ruining everything. And, you know, he's 11. And, uh, you know, it's like I came at him. I was like, what are you doing, bro? But um, no, man, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I think every parent hopes that they're inspiring their kids or at least, you know, let them out, you know, not super damaged. But uh you know, I, I think I gotta let them be the judge for how they come out of everything um, and, and just be the path forward. There's that quote from Steve Jobs, you can't connect the dots looking forward, you can only connect them looking backwards. Um, and I think me and my wife do a really good job of being present with them. If I fuck up, I apologize. And I think I'm just setting the tone, you know, each and every day and I gotta wait to see what kind of people they turn into. Mm. You know, being a parent is not easy. And then being a boss, I think, is is even more difficult. Because at least with your kids, you're like, you know, I'm tired of hearing you go to your room for a while and you can cool off. You can't quite do the same uh, as, as, a, as a boss, right? So when you brought your team together, I mean, aside from your wife, because obviously that was probably the biggest sale of your life. Uh, but aside from that, you had to sell your vision. You had to show other people that you were ready to take this project on. And not only that, you wanted them to be a part of it. So when you're talking about you know, your cousin, your team, your team that you're putting together to move forward, uh, what was that like in in sharing that vision with them? Were they able to see it clearly or were you, did you have to go back and kind of define it? No, I think, uh, I mean, I can only speak, for, I mean, we've had a couple employees like at the farmer's markets, um, and I think people see the vision pretty easily with what we're putting together. Um, giving people an opportunity to, and giving me the opportunity to have them in like my circle, man, is, is huge. Uh, so I think that they have a good time seeing the, seeing, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel of what we're building. And um, it's an honor to even be able to put together teams, man, for like what we're, what we're putting together. And we just hopefully, you know, can make a big impact on them as well. All right. Chocolate. Let's go back to the chocolate. Um, I, first of all, who doesn't like chocolate, right? Who doesn't want to try it? Who doesn't want to get taste in it? my belly? Thank you, fat bastard. That's exactly what I'm talking about, right? You guys, prior to COVID, had the opportunity to go out and give away samples, and you know, have the public kind of taste it and check it out, and shake hands with people and make them smile because of the product that you bring to the table. And then 2020 hits, COVID hits. And you can't really market your stuff like that anymore. Uh, how are you getting that same kind of traction with your marketing when you can't quite go person to person for them to taste, try and, and sample out your products? Well, we do the Dallas Farmer's Market 
in person, so we're still able to sample in that perspective. But we've also run some kit. We give away just a lot of free chocolate, man. Um, we ran a campaign in, in Texas only that literally just like sign up for free chocolate, and we sent everyone free chocolate. Um, other than that, dude, we're just we're giving away. We're always partnering up with like local brands and 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 even national brands that are like tangential to our story and our mission, um, and just getting it as in as many people's hands as possible. We ran a, a campaign recently. Um, that just really took off, dude. So it's like, it's the same thing that I talked about earlier, like these little baby steps of like, it's crazy what happens when you just keep making one right step in the right direction. Because, you know, like the Dallas News article that they wrote about us, that took me like nine months to convince them that they that we were worth writing about. They said no, like four or five times. Um, and when they published their article, a bunch of other local press covered it as well. And then that brought in a huge wave of new customers. So it's like, I don't look at a lot of things macro, maybe, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm not looking at the huge picture at all times. I'm just looking at like fractional pieces of it. And are they adding up to, to where I want to go? So like, sure, COVID hit, we couldn't sample, but like, we weren't even ready at that point anyways, man. So it just made me double down, get back to the farmer's market and not overvalue what we're doing. Because at the end of the day, like we can put whatever message we want out there, we can make the most delicious chocolate. But like, if, if we're not making good stuff that people are trying and coming back for, like, what are we even doing? Mm. And it's difficult, dude. I mean, there when you have a lot of options, but I figure, you know, the uniqueness of the way you guys put your chocolates together, the type of products that you guys use, you're going after a specific demographic that tends to be loyal to the stuff that they find that meets their nutritional guidelines, right? So I'm assuming uh, you have a specific type of ideal client that you're after. Um, you know, we're still working on you know, we used to call her Jess, like that was our, our target customer. That's something I've never been like super great at. Cause like, I look at our target customers, like me and my wife and just people that want to be awesome and be bold. Um, everyone likes chocolate and the, when people try it, they're, they're hooked, man. Like it's, it's, I, I don't even eat a ton of chocolate historically, but I will literally crush an entire bag of this chocolate while watching a TV show. So when you think about like target demographic, that's where like, either I'm going to be a use case one day or we're going to be out of business eventually, which is like, I'm not out there like trying to sell chocolate to the suburban mom of three kids that drives a minivan and just wants to like, I don't know, go be great with their life. It's like, there's so many people that want to be great. And that's where like our messaging and just like the platform comes in. It's like, I want our chocolate to be accessible, right? Like our, you go to Whole Foods, go to some bean to bar, people are selling a bar of chocolate for like 11 freaking dollars, man. And they're putting it, you know, hey, single source from Madagascar. We do the same thing, man. And we make, we have the same amount of chocolate as the bar of chocolate as we sell for six bucks. Because like we're, we are a scrappy family. My wife and I, my kids, like we're scrappy, man. Like we've been through some stuff and that's the kind of chocolate and product that we always want to put out there is like, we're not some polished bullshit, like perfect family. It's like, we got, we got, we're nicks and we're cuts and nicks and bruised and bumped. And it's like, are you that too? Cool. Try our chocolate. Hmm. So you guys dipped into podcasting here as well, right? So uh, tell me a little bit about, about your podcast and why you started it. Yeah, that was me and my buddy Austin. We used to work together back when I was in the in the corporate world. We were on the same team for a while in sales. Um, that was kind of like just perfect timing, man. Like we were both kind of, I, I was at this company for like four and a half years. I'd risen up to VP of sales at that company. And I just started feeling that disillusionment again. Like, don't get me wrong. I loved being there. I made, I made really good money, made really good friends. But 
my bones is starting and taking risks and being an entrepreneur. So me and him got connected and we were both kind of in the same season of life where it's like, man, am I doing what's aligned to me and my purpose? Like, am I being authentic with the way I'm living? Um, and we just, dude, we would just like talk to each other and we'd be on the phone for an hour at a time once a week for like four weeks. And finally it was like, dude, let's just do a podcast. So that's how that evolved back in like November, 2019, in December, we launched our first episode recorded throughout that entire, that entire year. And, uh, we're working on season two right now, which is going to be like now kind of like closing that loop a little bit. It's like, we set the stage purpose and authenticity. Now it's going to be like how to take that energy and go act with it. So now we're going to talk about how he started his business and how I'm starting wicked bold while staying in alignment with like who I am. Mm. All right. That was perfect timing. Perfect. That was perfect. Right. That one, that one, that one we got, we're going to get good at this whole sound thing. It just got to, we got, we got to play with it for a while. Um, when you started the podcast and you, you, I mean, purpose, authenticity. James talks about those things all the time. How does that parallel with your business? Like when you, when you talk about purpose and authenticity, you talk about being bold, you talk about it being part of your lifestyle. Why is it so enriched, so entrenched in who you are and what you're putting out as as your product? I'm just so many degrees away from that, like being fake to impress people. Like I'm so far away from that. And like, I used to be there. I'm sure like you can think of a time where you weren't living super authentically and you were doing and saying and acting the way you thought people wanted you to look, feel and act. So with Wicked Bold, man, like this is a time in my life where everything feels so like, you know, like the Venn diagram, the middle part where everything is connected. That's where I feel like I live right now. Like when I'm talking about Wicked Bold or if you switch to talk about perpendicity or if you're just talking about like me and and how I want to help people achieve their dreams, like be great. It is the same message. So everything that I'm surrounding myself with right now is literally in alignment with like what I think I'm on this earth for, which is to like help people become their best versions of themselves. Hmm. Through chocolate? Like that's what I was thinking right now. Like, like through chocolate. I mean, dude, chocolate, any, any food substance that is delicious is a, is a way to, uh, you know, we always say a way to a man's soul, but it's really through to anybody's soul. So that, that, that authenticity, that purpose, that's what it reminds me of Matthew McConaughey. Like, have you ever, have you read his book, uh, green light? No, I haven't. I just I just started reading it, and, and what you're describing right there kind of gives me that that sense that he talks about a lot as well. It's like, you know, like those materialistic things, those those fancy shoes and fancy cars, and all that is great. But having that your own purpose, like why do you why are you getting up in the morning? Why why is it that you're doing? You know, why is it that you're creating chocolate? Why is it that you started your podcast? Why is it that you're teaching your kids to do things this way? Like understanding that purpose and that why i think that's more fulfilling for for a lot of people if they took the time to to find that and i know like on one of my to-do lists right here is is develop my why statement because i i know my how i know my what really well but my why i feel like i don't have that pinned down but when i talk to you it seems like you really have that part like nailed you know what it is you do why you why you do what you do yeah well dude like it's been a mission uh, an absolute mission. And dude, when I'm thinking about chocolate, like there's so much that I want to do, but like we're, we're still growing. So I only have so much flexibility with like how we deploy, but like this, the catchphrase of wicked bold is like live life to the boldest. I don't know if I'm wearing the shirt right now. Like that's, that's what we live, what live our life by. And, um, you know, chocolate's accessible. It's something that I didn't need some sort of like PhD or physics, uh, degree to, to go and start. But for me, dude, like, I'll tell you a little bit of a deep story to like, 
get you to feel like where I'm coming from is like something that I, uh, when I think about like helping people achieve what they're meant to achieve, dude, is like such a powerful emotion for me. Uh, more so than my so when I think about the success that I'm trying to achieve it's so I can give back and help other people go and achieve what they can achieve one of my really good buddies um, that I've known for several years I just he passed away a few weeks ago and he was one of the first dudes that I think really believed in me that I was able to go and build something it was one of the first companies I ever built Zimni and uh, he would help out on side work with me. And, and just like, he believed in me. And in my head, I always thought he was going to be the one like, I have a, I'm building a tribe, dude. So like, when I think about my buddy, Jesse, it's like, I wanted to like, just, I wanted to give him everything I could give him, like everything he wanted for his family, everything he wanted for himself. And when I found out that he passed away, dude, like I, it was crushing to me because it was like this realization that I hadn't done it yet. I, I wasn't able to give him what I wanted to give him. And that's the shit like that is irreplaceable from a fuel tank perspective. So like, and I, I actually literally just told my wife that story like a day ago, cause I didn't even know how to deal with it in my own bones. But when you have that kind of like push, I just, there's nothing, there's nothing that's going to get in my way of achieving what I need to achieve now in Jesse's name. Mm. You know, death has a, a funny way of putting things into perspective. Um, we had a death in family pretty recently. And I remember looking through the photo albums and I was just thinking to myself, dude, like you're here and then you become a picture, right? You're here and then you become a memory. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, you, what you talk about, like being able to help and being able to give of yourself and being able to supply something and being, you know, it really comes down for me. Like, did I provide you with a smile today? Like, did, did I, did I help? get you out of a, a a depression mental state? Did I help you answer a question that was probably bothering you for a while? Like if I can do those things, and I know they're not major in life, but if I can do those things at a, at a high level, I can have so much joy on a regular basis. And, and, you know, dealing with mortality kind of brings things into perspective. Like you, you're not taking that big house, the big boat, that big car with you. It's only the lasting memories that you have, the interactions that you've had with people, the impact that you made on their life that really, really matters. There's a book. I think it's probably going to be similar to the one you're reading about with uh, Matthew McConaughey, but it's called The Second Mountain. And it talks about that a lot. Like the first mountain, everyone thinks it's only one mountain. Climb, 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 earn, 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 achieve, 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 accumulate. But what happens is, and this is, I feel so fortunate, man. Like, I feel like I'm kind of skipping a few years of life to get here early, but I'm realizing like, it's not about that. And the second mountain is when you start realizing it's about the things that we're talking about right now. It's about like joy and fulfillment and happiness and family and time. And, you know, time, obviously, like in the middle of starting effectively two businesses, like I have to be very deliberate with like when I shut off and I, I struggle with it for sure. But joy is something that I think a lot of people struggle with, like just being happy and content. And, you know, I'm not here to like blame or tell you, Hey, just be joyous. Cause I know like when money's a concern, it's, it's hard to kind of put that to the side. But, you know, like I said, when I was working for that corporate company, like I was making good money, like I bought the house, I had the nice truck that I wanted and I had a promotion in front of me to get even more money. And I quit and I got into consulting and I dove into Wicked Bold because like I just didn't feel I didn't with me, man, I have this like it's almost like a disability of like if I'm doing something and I don't feel authentic, my body refuses to let me go forward. So mm -hmm. I stopped feeling 
authentic when I was going to work at that place. And I just knew I was like, I had Wicked Bold. I was like, you know what, man, this is it. This is my time. And I just jumped in. And to your point, it's like living in this, like, I don't ever wake up not joyous. And I know that sounds ridiculous, dude, but I can't think of the last time I had a bad day. I have bad a bad moment, like a sad time, but I'm just so thankful to be here, man, and even have this like opportunity to make chocolate squares and give them to people. Like, how can you be mad? How can you be sad when like you're pursuing what you think you're meant to be doing? Mm, yes, yes. All right, dude. You know what it is? Uh, it's like Will Smith said, dude. Self discipline is self love. Like you have to become selfish at some point and realize that you need happiness in your life. And a lot, oftentimes, on like ninety nine percent of the times, it's when you're giving joy to other people. And you are doing that every single day. So if people want to experience that joy, Derek, how can they get a hold of you? How can they get some of that chocolate? Bro, it's super easy. Wickedbold.com. <laughs> Wickedbold.com. Can they follow you there, it is. there it is. There you go. Scrolling. Right across the bottom. Yeah, they can follow me on, on Instagram, Derek underscore Cahill, D-E-R-I-C, the right way to spell it. I have this realtor friend of mine who spells it like with 18 different letters. It's absurd. I don't know what his parents were thinking. But uh, yeah, they can wickedbold.com. My Instagram um, is a lot of just funny content that I make for Wicked Bold lately and uh, sprinkled with the inspirational quote here and there. But like if anyone's listening and like resonates with what I'm doing and just wants to like talk about jumping off and starting their own thing, like that's what I love doing, man. Like I love talking to individuals that want to do more for themselves, man. Like I'm anti-corporate, like I'm anti, which is funny because obviously like if success happens with Wicked Bold, like I'm going to have to hire people. But you know, man, I I think we're just going to be super deliberate as we grow this team. I hope, like I hope and I pray that we never turn into the type of environment that I look at where like shareholders are more important than my employees. Like that's just I'm, I'm flipping the script man like i can't even imagine it like living like building a business like that I, that would be like a failure to me anyways that was a tangent but nah dude that's a that's a pretty good tangent because uh it reminds me of my boy the joker uh he uh he says dude or was the joker might have been uh two-face it might have been two-face but he says um you either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. And that's kind of the downside with uh, the anti-corporate movement. Because if you're successful in a business, you become that thing that you didn't want to become. But like I said, there's always a difference in culture and difference in, in how you do things and how you operate as a business. Um, and I think you, as, as, as we can tell based on just this quick little 30 minutes, you're putting together quite a wicked and a bold culture over there at uh, at Wicked Bold, and and we look forward to uh, seeing where you go from here. Thanks a lot for coming on the show today, Derek. Uh, hey, dude. Uh, first time we ever did the sound thing. What do you think for uh, for the for the music in the soundbar? What can I improve on, man? I'll have to ask anyone that was listening in uh, how it sounded like on the other side. For me, as a as a guest, it got a little distracting a couple times, like trying mm-hmm. to talk and then also hearing music coming in the background. Um, but you do you. Maybe I don't know. If you're looking for some feedback, do it a couple times. But there were a couple times where it got a little too loud for me. I can I can sense that too. Yeah. No, I'm always looking for honest feedback, and it's like anything else, man. We're gonna try it. We're Dude, gonna mess it's up. It's your thing. Build your. We're gonna build we're your gonna... tribe. Yep, exactly. We're going to try and give it a shot. All right, ladies and gents, Wicked Bold. Make sure you guys check out their website, wickedbold.com. There's uh, my cube. Boom. Cheers. Get a little bit of chocolate in you because there's always a good day when you can chomp away on some chocolate. Yeah, Let's go, man. Top my head right there. There we go. Write that down, dude. I'm going to trademark that. Right? <laughs> it's already recorded. This is live. You own it now. There you go. <laughs>
All right, Thanks ladies a lot, man. and gents. Love being here. Yeah, man. Thank you very much for coming on. We'll see you guys again. Mañana. Peace out, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.